Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Started Up Podcast, member of that education podcast network. Today, we have on the founder and CEO of Mentors Media. Is this going to get weird? A little bit. All right. So, <laughs> full disclosure, the founder of Mentors Media is my daughter, Ava. So, your dad's going to interview you. <laughs> I'll make it a fun family conversation. Sure. Um so, again, uh, let's just, you know we'll get the awkward part over because you know part of your origin story was with me in the car, and we'll get to that in a second. But um, you have founded Mentors Media. You're a part of this Indiana Innovate Within cohort, uh, which is exciting. We'll get into the trip and all that good stuff. Um, but essentially, you're a part of this. You know, we, every Friday we have on a guest from the cohort. And so, you know, we've put it off for a while. So now we, we've got on Mentors Media. So Ava, uh, tell everybody about Mentors Media and maybe I guess the origin story. I think the origin story is one of my favorite parts because yeah, we had the, you know, seven hour car ride, 20 year speaking gigs. And, you know, I heard that um, celebrity gossip over the radio and I was like, well, this is really stupid. You know, this is stupid. Why do kids like these things? And, you know, my, the gears were turning in my head after I started complaining about it because then it got to the point of, like, you know, why do we care about these things? These aren't good role models. Wait a minute. Gen Z doesn't have any good role models. We have no one to look up to. We have no one who really cares about the world and other people. You know, I forgot. Who was who was it they were talking about? It was know. like, I mean, it's been over a year now, and so I forgot. But it was, I, for some reason, I think it was a Kardashian thing. I don't I don't remember. I can't I just remember it. I over the radio, and they were like, talking about, oh, who, like someone said this, and then this happened, and, and this is how everyone reacted. I was like, why does it matter? Because it, it meant nothing. It was an empty statement. But then I don't know if I ever told you about the second part of the origin story. I was um, in that little Zen garden. When I mean Zen garden, I mean I was in the middle of a roundabout, you know, with all the trees and whatnot, and I was reading Mike Smith's book. And I can't tell you exactly what the last page of that book said, but it hit me so hard because only at that moment did I fully realize, did I like, I fully realized what mentors could be and what I could be and what it could do for the world. And I was like, this has the potential to be amazing. I have to do this. And that's why I had him as my first episode, kind of as a tribute to this is one of the reasons why it started. Okay. So here we are, we're in that car and you're like, and I remember when you said it out loud, you're like, this is the problem that Gen Z has. And then you said. Oh, wait, what did I say for that? I was like, this is the problem Gen Z has. Like, they have no mentors. And then, you know, I kind of paused and I was like, wait a minute. Mentors. I was like, mentors. Oh, my gosh. And then I, I freak out and I tell you, like, wait, what if I do this? And, you know, what if I do a podcast and have people on? And we get to guide the new generation. We get to teach kids these lessons that I've been taught with when I was raised because it's made me the person I am. And it's going pretty well. Um but yeah, I think that was, yeah, the biggest thing. Yeah, I remember, because when, when you said it, I was like, okay, that's not a bad idea. Actually, it's a really good idea. And of course, like like your father, you also thought, this is also a really cool, uh, like, a, like this is a really good idea for me to talk to cool people. And you're like, and I don't need your help. I don't need to have <laughs> your guests. And I was like, well, what if like Tom Bill you? And you go, okay, well, that's different. And then uh, that happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, part. no, I just remember that. And, and I didn't know the second part, so yeah. we'll have to tag Mike in the episode. And, yes, he's an inspiration, and we like his book. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, 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 you start thinking, okay, 
I'm going to start a podcast, interview influential people. But then where did your mind go? Other than Mike, uh, and, and again, if you're looking for him, because Mike Smith is a really common name. But so at Mike Smith Live is, is his Twitter, and he's kind of an inspirational guy, does a lot of educational work. But other than Mike, where did your brain go? Who did you, who did you immediately think about, this is who I want to bring to the masses? This is the people I want to interview. You know, at first it was like some of the big names that I grew up with. Um, so Tom Villeneuve, Naveen Jain, um, Steve Sims, JT McCormick, of course. And then like, oh, who like Simon Sinek, Seth Godin, these types of names. But I was like, Ava, this is like way too big. It's attainable at some point. Simon, if you're big. listening. Ava would like to. <laughs> I haven't got a hold of me there. So. Simon, if you're listening, you're really awesome. Um, please go on my podcast. But um, yeah, those are like the biggest names. But I realized that that's a really big step, Ava. You know, we're going to have to think a little differently. So I just started looking for people that were doing great work that not a lot of people were, were recognizing or they had a pretty big platform. But, you know, like how we talk about the intermediary, not the person with 5,000, not the person with, you know, a couple million, the one with like 50,000. I was hitting those 50,000 marks sometimes and then sometimes getting, you know, like the one million, two million marks type of deal. Um, it was always a progression and work up towards um, – that of getting guests, but also at the same time, I had to work on my speaking ability. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like when I got to interview Tom Billu, we both know I was a mess, <laughs> but it's because I don't feel like because I wasn't ready then. It was so early in my in my career. Yeah, have you? Re- I should, as your father, know this. You haven't released that episode yet, have you? There's so much embarrassment to it, but I have to, and I'm going to. And then I thought, there's no better time to release it than at like the one year mark. Okay. On January 1st, I will release and go, hey, guys, this is embarrassing, but <laughs> here you go. Yeah, I remember, like, yeah. shutting the door and, like, pressing my ear against the door and, like, listening, and I was like, <laughs> she's nervous. She's nervous. Uh, no, I so, my icon. no, so you're, you're finding and, – and then, like, I just remember because as you were trying to find people uh, – and this is – it's funny because now we've come full circle that all of a sudden – well, quite frankly, you're a bigger deal on LinkedIn than I am now. <laughs> Hashtag a little jealous, a little jealous. But um, no, so like I remember you taking to LinkedIn and like you were looking at people there because mm-hmm. like you were in early because I like I, I've been shocked on how much LinkedIn has been a help and how much mm-hmm. friendlier people have seemed to be. So like who are the people you started to gravitate to early? Well, I mean, first off, I didn't. I hardly knew LinkedIn existed in the first place. The one who introduced me to it was pretty much, if you want to go to the roots, it's Finn, It's like Finn Thormeyer. And when I interviewed Finn, he was still in Germany. He was still just a kid who you know, dropped out of college but wanted to do something with his life. And I was like, this is a start of a really cool story. I want to have you on. I want to talk to you. And then when I asked him after the recording, hey, like, who's someone cool that you know? He goes, you know, Quentin Allen's a really awesome guy. So I was like, okay, Quentin, I look him up. He's on LinkedIn. And I was like, he seems really cool. He's around my, he's a little older than me and he has his own company. Um, and then that, and then I recorded him. And after I recorded him, I said, who do you, you know, who should I have on? He goes, Kurt Mercadante is really cool. Um, and so I just kind of got into this, you know, circle of really big influencers. And because I impressed one of them um, and I pressed, you know, another one, it kind of all worked out in my favor. I didn't know how big they were until... Well, for that. fair, for to be fair, they're not a big deal, other than yeah. LinkedIn. I mean, yeah, and this is just me being mean. And now Kurt just well, yeah. Sorry, but I mean, <laughs> like, you, like YouTube wise, not. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're they're not like not like the, the following they have on LinkedIn, and then and then that was again that just sounded mean. I'm not going to edit this out because that was raw. But like, no, I mean like well, LinkedIn, Kurt. It, LinkedIn is a smaller plot, like is a smaller platform. So you think about like the beginning of YouTube. YouTube had a few content creators that no yeah, one cared about. Yeah. And until it became explosive and then it got oversaturated, did certain people really rise to the top? Mm-hmm. If more people start looking at LinkedIn and going, this is a great platform, this is a really supportive place, I can really you know, do something with this, um, then more people will rise to the top. But right now it's a little secretive, a little undiscovered, but I, that's okay right well, now. Well, I think that the people that you're gravitating to, it's not secretive. I mean, and I, I think it's why you're seeing more content creators, but yeah, I mean, like, like if you go to Kurt's YouTube page, it's not going to have as much, but like on, so yeah, you started to gravitate towards people that were, were helpful and insightful on LinkedIn. And, and, um, I remember that because you're like, Oh, I did this awesome interview. And I'm like, you said these names. I'm like, "Mm -hmm, that's nice. And I didn't, I haven't even, you know, fallen down that trap yet of the LinkedIn scene. Um, but you, you start to, to make some gains here and there and, and, um, and then, only because your dad's sitting here, what did what was the? And even if I were ha- the host, I'd be yeah. asking you: Is what what were you woefully short on in the beginning? Like sh- oh, short on is what I wasn't good at, dude. At first, it was like sometimes it was follow through, definitely, because in the beginning there was a lot of fear put into it. I was really afraid of, you know, what if I, what if, you know, you know, what's going to happen if I mess up? I go, well, it's okay. It's okay if you mess up. I'm like, okay, but this is in front of someone else. But I'm like, it's a stranger. And it was this huge back and forth I consistently had with myself um, of fear, but then having to break down those walls just through sheer logic. Um, And then it became like stagnating myself a couple of times. There were times um, I, you know, put things off or like I had, I still do have a really big stockpile of podcasts but haven't put them out because it's I slowly put them out but now I'm getting more consistent with each week because I'm starting to learn that when I have consistency in my work people stick with you um not only that I mean I have been a good speaker since I was little but when, when it came to being in front of other people um and trying to ask questions on the spot um and really listening to them to find little things to get them um really excited about what they're wanting to talk about it was difficult at first but, you know, I had to grow in that way and progress in that way. Um, and then just kind of discovering myself through other people talking about me, which sounds really weird. But the more I talked to other people, the more they pointed out things about me that I didn't know. I thought you were going to go with promotion. Oh. <laughs> that is, that's what I was on <laughs> See, you See, that's for, how uh, bad I'm at it. You know, that's how bad I'm at it. Like, I, I slipped my mind. Well, and we'll get into now that you've found a, a teammate that's going to help. Yeah. But no, I mean, I, I remember, like, I started listening to some of mirrors. I'm like, and, and, and at first I thought, well, maybe it's just me being a parent. But I'm like, you know, I had your mom listen to it. And she's like, this is really good. And so I had a couple of friends listen to it. They're like, Don, Don Ava's podcast is really good. And so I was like, okay. So then I was almost getting mad. I'm like, why aren't you promoting it? How the, although, I, I, let me transition to that. Because I know part of the answer, so I'll give you an, an opportunity to give me part of the answer. Yeah. How, um, and I'll ask it through a different lens. You've had a couple of posts um, that have been, that, that, like, it's hard to be self-promoting, to be self-promoting, because then, then it yeah. comes across as arrogance. And yeah. I, remember, I know you struggled with that. Yeah, the biggest thing I had with self-promotion was, like, I felt like it was almost against my brand. 
which kind of is a self-destroying thing because I didn't want to promote myself because I didn't want to seem arrogant and I didn't want, I'm like, if you, you don't have to listen to it if you don't want to. So every time I did make a post about it, I would include why it's beneficial for the audience. Like I really gained a lot from this. Here's some of the things I learned. I hope you guys, you know, get a lot more than I, I did out of it. Um, things like that. Um, but then honestly, right now, it's coming to this point where I haven't been promoting my podcast. I have just been being me and my numbers have skyrocketed. So it's to this point where people, you know, just want to check me out. They go, what is she even doing? And then they look through things, they scroll through things, they listen to the podcast and they go, wait a minute, this makes sense. This is legit. Um, but I've been learning, especially with promotion, it has to be done. And in all honesty, I'm going to be having my partner do this for me, the promotion side, because she's a lot better at it. And she has no no fear no anything against it yeah we'll get into uh allison here in a second so um you know i remember also right as you launched mentors the other thing that that you kind of struggled with is that you were you 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 had i'll at least say the foresight to say well i'm out there and you were you were being nice like you were, you were taking in a lot of information, giving a lot of people feedback on LinkedIn. So when people's videos, you were commenting videos, you were getting a dialogue, you were asking questions. Um, but, I, and you were always concerned, like, okay, I'm not doing enough. Or I, I you know, I remember you saying like, I don't have an app or right. I haven't, I, I don't, I haven't, I don't have an event. Like, you know, I haven't built a school in Africa. Yeah. Cause I mean, we had some, That's we had some big shoes last year's yeah. stu- We had some students last year that were <clears throat> killing the game. <clears throat> And so I remember you like struggling with it. Um, so to people out there listening right now, I would say that you played the slow game. Um, describe the slow game and why at age 15, 16, 17, 18, 46, you should play the slow game. I mean, even before I want to address the slow game, and I'll get to that, it was a really big struggle because I was comparing apples to oranges simply put by my dad, you know, when we had one of a couple of these talks, because I had really bad self-doubt of like, why am I not doing enough? I'm not doing anything. Um, and part of it was, is because it didn't like, to me, it didn't feel like I was doing anything. It was, it was really awful. But then I had to realize that building a school in Africa isn't the same as building a podcast. You know, it's apples to oranges. I mean, there was other companies being popped up, businesses, people designing things, building things. And I was building something completely different. And it was what I was doing, and I had to be content and happy with my own growth. I couldn't compare anyone else's growth um, to mine because it was just going to destroy my work because I would never value it. And so when I stopped doing that, which took a lot, which took a while, I started to find joy in everything that I did, and and you know every setback or every you know growth spurt, I've been content with. I'm like this is okay, this is good. But the but the but the long game is something that takes a good amount of patience. I had a lot of patience with this. And it's just being helpful, it's being kind, it's offering your services, and it's figuring out what you're good at so you can help others with the things that you're good at. Because I have a lot of people um, say, if there's anything you need me for, you know, and I'm, what do you do? You know, what are you good at? Um, so it can, when it comes to, sorry, when it comes down to those things, you really have to figure out who you are, help out others, serve other people, build up their names for them. They like you in turn. Um, and then when your time comes, when you build something up, you'll have a great supportive community already rallying with you. 
you know, my head, my brain goes immediately to Jamal Crook. And um, I remember when I know I do too. And so I remember when he came down um, to, you know, live here for a while. What a calm entity. I, right. And yeah. so he kept, re, like, he kept restating. He's like, because I'm like, man, you're sacrificing your time. And he's like, you know, I tell people it's, it's, it's really good to make other people successful first your time will come. Mm-hmm. And I just, I felt like bad. I'm like, you know, I'm so busy and I'm not helping you as much and you keep giving and giving and giving. And he's like, and he's right. Like he's always been a part of what we're doing and he, and he will continue. But like he even said, one, being an observer of, of what we're doing is good. And he says, and number two, like, yeah, his time's going to come. So like you, you basically played the long game. You, you are, you know, helpful in a lot of ways. And then you kind of put the word out that, you know, hey, uh, you know, my time's going to come. However, mm-hmm. your time, and, and this is kind of funny talking about this, has been within the last four weeks. I mean, your podcast was doing okay. Yeah. What major change, I guess, mm-hmm. have you made in the last four weeks? Yeah, I think I have an answer to that. So in all honesty, I, at first promotion, what it came down to, or meeting other people or networking was like, hey, I would really love to have you on the podcast. And it was a great excuse for me to get to talk to people and know them better. But I stopped doing that. I stopped doing the promotional you know, side of it. Like stop going, hey, I have a new episode up and here's, here's what it's about. Here's who it is. I really hope you, you know, I turned to LinkedIn and I was like, this is a weird platform, but you know, I'll take it. Um, my first video, a lot of people think it's the one of me like saying, I need your help. But it's actually one of with Zoe in a, in Forest Park, and and there I didn't think anything of it, but I liked it because Zoe's our I, dog. Yeah, Zoe's our dog. <laughs> I forgot that context, but Zoe's our dog. She was looking at squirrels, and I was like, "There's a lesson in this," um, and I thought it was really fun. And no one on the platform I really knew, and I was like, "I think I could just have fun and be myself on here." Because with the with the Kurt Mercadante episode, he, I was like, "How did you get so big on LinkedIn?" He goes, "He's like, I just didn't care, and I was myself." like that's that's interesting um so after that one it didn't get much attention and then I post another video of just raw footage me saying hey you know after this New York trip I had some ideas um I need your help what should I you know what should I do with these ideas and then it exploded and the biggest comment I got was it it wasn't even because I was so young um it was more or less of like you're authentic and you're enthusiastic and you want to do these things and pursue these things and you already have been Ava that's amazing Um, so I've just been being myself on a platform and people have really enjoyed it because I'm never, it's not a fakeness, right? It's not a, it's not edited. There's no subtitles, which sometimes I wish there were (laughs) subtitles on there, but it's just me. And when I'm just me and people gravitate towards it, it's nice, I guess. You know, that just occurred to me right now because we were having this discussion in class and people were saying, and they meant both metaphorically and literally that we need to get rid of filters, that we edit everything down to be the best version ourselves. So as you were saying that, I'm like, wow, we were, I don't even know if it was the period you're in, but honestly, but they're like, you know, getting, getting rid of filters, like that makes sense now because when you post a video, it's on your cell phone and it's never edited and it's, and it's uploaded as like, as you talk. So that kind of, that kind of makes sense. And then all of a sudden, just as a passive observer, because, you know, I'm your dad. And so I, I monitor the people that, you know, write back <laughs> to you. But I noticed that you have got a fairly supportive group of women. 
Yeah. And what has that been like? And feel free to, you know. Honestly, it's been really interesting, especially when I communicate with these group of women um, in, like, you know, the DMs on my own time. They really give off this motherly vibe. They want to help me genuinely, and they want to see me progress um, in the best way possible because they – I don't want to say they view me as like their kid, but they're like, you have amazing potential. And I want you to know that I want to help you. Um, and I, and I also think it's because, you know, there's this huge movement in young women in entrepreneurship and I'm one of those. Um, and right now, especially on LinkedIn, I'm starting to become, um, the face of that. So if I can do these things and I'm doing these things for the sake of other kids, women especially have been saying, thank goodness, you know, you're here because this gives me hope that my kid can do the same thing. If you can do it, they can do it. Um, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> as, as the host of the show and turning off my dad role, there was a part of me that just um, hesitated because in some ways, and we've talked about this in class, like that was a bold statement. You know, I'm starting to become the face of that. And there's a part of me, I'm like, yeah. Like, wow, that was bold. But then I got to admit, like, you know, your last you posted a video 24 hours ago and it has 30,000 views. So I guess you have something going for you. But here we are talking about encouraging women to like and, and, and I know I'll, I'll take some mail if I don't say this. If a lot of times if a guy says that that guy is confident and when a woman says it, I mean, as your dad, I'm proud as heck. But some people say, well, a woman should be like, but I know some of your mentors now. Um, one in particular that, you know, is really bold, <laughs> yeah. um, that I think that they're prepping you for that. They're encouraging you to to be a little bit, yeah, this is me. This is my attitude. Yeah, and honestly, I've noticed since, like, what, 13, 14, I've been slowly groomed for this. Everything I've been listening to, everything I've watched, everything I've gained, all the knowledge and experience has, I feel like I've built up to this point of, like, I really believe in myself. Like, you know, I mean, when I was younger, you remember as well as I do, I was scared. I was scared as heck. You were like, Ava, you know, you're going to be something great someday. And I go, don't say that. <laughs> and I would start to, you know, get teary-eyed because I was like, I don't know if I can, can live up to these things. And now it's this transition of, mm -hmm. I think I can really do it. And it's me building that confidence. And is, and is it because I have a supportive group of people? Yes. But is it also because I see a lot of potential in myself now? Yeah, definitely. No, I remember having talks, and then <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I'm like, hey, the you and your sister and your brother, like, I don't know, just I believe in you guys, and you're like, and you don't say that, and I don't want, I don't <laughs> want to be you, <laughs> and, yeah. and all these other things. So no, it, it's it's great to see. So yeah. as as you're moving mentors media, and and actually, and let's just say like. For right now, you, phase one of Mentors Media was a podcast, yeah. right? Phase two is? Yeah, phase two is now, I didn't expect it. Now it's shifting into a like a media platform, but with a service. So right now I'm, you know, writing scripts for series. Like, you know, if, when you go to a church, you have like a whole three to four week series on a topic. You know, my my partner Allison was like, we should do that, but with like videos. Um, so now it's a three or four week. Right now it's three videos, and it's all going to be covering one big story and one big topic. Um, and then only not only that, we're going to be posting blogs, articles, things like that, and providing a service for mentorship. It's just going to be a simple way to fill things out. We'll have a 
I guess I'll call it a stockpile of mentors that are willing to teach, you know, younger kids. And then it's going to be a whole other journey to figure out how to get some of these other kids on here of like, hey, we can set you up with mentors in whatever category you'd like. You know, just all you have to do is ask. Um, and it will be a free service at that point. Um, that and it's growing and changing in so many directions too. So in the next two months, it could I could have been add on like three other things to it. So now we can fully talk about Allison. So I remember you, you kind of made the decision like, okay, this is outgrowing me. I need help. Um, and, you know, we've talked about the importance of a team. Uh, like I, I, I personally don't believe in the solo entrepreneur. I mean, it can be done, but I think everybody I've ever talked to, and even on like pitch competitions, they put so much of a premium on who's your team. And boy, you can just feel whether a team is a team or if it's like, you know, a, you know, a, a mercenary group of people put together, but they're forced to be together. Um, how did you start building your team and, and you know, board, like what did you start putting a premium on? Well, I mean, it's a team of, team of two, so it was one other person. And I knew Allison um, in my sophomore year. She sat next to me in one of my English classes, and I really got along well with her because of the views she had and because of her excitement for life and how she really took, you know, joy in Christ. I was like, you are a really outgoing, interesting soul. You speak up about a lot of things other people won't. I kind of like you for that. Um, and then a couple weeks ago, I kind of like swerved, because I also know she's good at social media and promotion and, and video work and journaling and music. And, you know, I turned to her and I was like, hey, Allison, I have a project. I really need help on it. It includes video. And right as I say that and draw the sentence out, she, like, her eyes light up. She's all smiley. And she's like, she's like, I'll do it. She's like, I'm so excited. Like, oh, of course. And so I give her a little rundown of, you know, what I want. And then the next hour, she comes back to me with a whole list of ideas she has. And at that moment, I truly realized, I was like, this is exactly what I need. Um, and so over, and especially, like, over the next couple of days, I really figured out she covered a lot of my gaps. And, you know, when someone in the, you know, in a work sense, kind of completes you and fills the spaces you suck at, frankly, it's going to be something really good. Um, no, I, I, I like seeing that, and I'm sure your team will probably go past two. Oh, yeah. However, as someone that's kind of on your team, um, let's get into some Molly Kane action. Oh, so yeah. uh, full disclosure, I had known Molly, and she had known the family-ish, right? Um and quite frankly, this kind of came out of left field. And because, like, I, I've been friends with Molly, and we met in New York with the cohort, and she ended up, you know, going and attending the, the Seth Godin thing, and she met all the students. And then she sidled herself up to you, and you guys were conspiring and having side conversations, and I never could figure out what was going on. And so um, right before school started, she called, and she says, I got a great idea. And uh, you can take it from there. Yeah, Molly basically talked to my dad, and she was like, "So crazy idea. Do you does your school do internships?" Um, and then from there, it was just in absolutely incredible because from that, I got an internship from Molly. Now it's all online because she's in Texas or DC most of the time, um, and I can't do a lot of federal work because she's the director of innovation for Homeland Security. So because I couldn't do the federal things and I really wanted to work with her, a lot of people are like, well, what do you do? It's all online. I go, well, you know, we're revamping her, I guess I can say foundation, called Glass Heel. And Glass Heel is essentially, well, I don't know. I don't want to fully 
disclose anything. I don't want to fully put things in the open. I just know it's a women in entrepreneurship, women in power, women in business group, because it was it was something, but then it kind of you know died off for a year or two, and now she wants she and I both want to revamp it, and actually we have a call on Friday deciding everything we want to solidify. So I don't really want to give. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we don't. Abe is now making me sign an NDA. No, I I, <laughs> I wanted to bring it up because one um, one Noblesville has got a fantastic internship program and that was uh and, and then you know molly's brain was going off she's like you know what how about a really original internship where you know I, you know she has designs of flying you out to dc once or twice and austin once or twice which is cool um but she's like you know this is re- gonna reinvent internships and i was like yeah that's well, good for I, you well, because i genuinely had to make my own internship i mean i remember there's this you know one of my first calls with her i was like she, I was like, so Molly, like, what, you know, what is this internship thing going to be? And she's like, I don't know. Do you know? And I was like, I don't know. She goes, we should probably figure that out. And I go, yeah, we should. And so from there, it's just been me spurting out ideas of like, oh my gosh, I think we, I could do this and we could do that and we could change this thing into this. And it's honestly incredible because she's my mentor and I'm working with her, not for her which is a huge difference. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, and again, Noblesville does a great job of not having the go-get-me-some-coffee internships, but you were very sure that, you know, you're, well, A, you can't get her coffee because, you know, you're 800 miles away. But uh, no, I I was, I was, and plus, the the thing I just dig about Molly is she's been there and done that. The reason why Glass Hill started to take a backseat because she got recruited heavily to, you know, being the director of innovation for Homeland Security, which is insane. And then she was a part of... Right, and yeah. then plus she was just so heavily influenced and, and was a big influencer on the on the you know startup scene there in, mm-hmm. in Texas and everything else. So it's it's quite a journey you get to take. Well, you know, one I'm excited um, just as the director of the foundation that you're you're one of the cohort members that is doing well. Um, you're 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 setting a really neat pace. I like the fact that you're working and kind of inspiring other girls. Um, I guess as your dad, I'm pretty proud of you too. So <laughs> I've been getting a good amount of people saying like, "I showed my kids your stuff," and it's been more. Yeah. It's been a more accounts than just two, and like, that's been the biggest motivation for me, is because I got these parents saying, "My kid believes in you too." I'm not gonna lie. Was the lady's name Tima? Tima yeah. Um. I was asleep, <laughs> and you come in <laughs> running in like, Dad, I was, I was like, I was like, I'm oh. crying. Uh, no, the, that was a really nice post that Tima, you know, this lady made a post about, you know, her daughter listening to Ava, and also, you say, yeah, it was a proud dad moment for sure. Um, so some of these people who have listened to the podcast are like, I didn't know you had it, you know, your daughter had a podcast or whatever. Tell everybody where they can find all your stuff. Um, it's all under mentors right now. We haven't really changed to mentors media. So mentors, it's on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Google Podcast. Um, then on LinkedIn, just Ava Wetrick, Twitter, Ava Wetrick, Instagram, Ava Grace Wetrick. Um, and I think that's, I think that's about it. You guys launch your, uh, your website here pretty soon. But yeah, we do. I don't that's going to be under mentors media. So. Oh, so mentorsmedia.wix.com, I believe. Most likely, yeah. Very good. Um, Well, again, thank you for joining us. I am proud of what you've been doing. And honestly, we're doing a series where we're going to have at least every team on at least three times. So next time we're going to have to have Allison on, correct? She was at at work today. So I was like, oh, man. All right. Ava Wetrick, thank you so much for joining us.
Thank you for having me.